it, it is true that the uh, state and the federal government acting uh, as co-conspirators have basically taken the water from our streams to provide water for irrigated agriculture and land development in the San Joaquin Valley in Southern California and done this at the direct expense of the salmon resource, the direct expense of the jobs and food that represents. It, in a sense, they've stolen from the economy of the coast of California to provide for their wealthy campaign contributors from the San Joaquin Valley, very large agribusiness, as well as land developers in Southern California. As the sea pounds the rocks around the Golden Gate Bridge, the salmon enter the bay en route to their breeding grounds. Within a few miles, the vast water flows will run dry, diverted from their natural course by the canals. The water will be used not just for drinking, but also for large-scale agriculture. Melons will ripen in the desert, and grapes for the wines of the Napa Valley will flourish, as the fish are simply left to die. Greenpeace's Matthew Gianni. Well, this is where the fish come in from the ocean back into the bay and then up into the river system to spawn. Now, they have no trouble getting in from the ocean to the bay. It's when they start heading up the rivers is where they, where they run into problems. Uh, when they get upstream to their spawning areas, they find that they don't have enough water to actually make it all the way up. The waterways are blocked by a series of dams and artificial canals and so forth. When they do finally spawn and the young are produced, the young have difficulties getting back into the bay and out to the ocean. And the lack of water isn't the only peril waiting for the fish as they make their journey home. Particularly when the fish are young, they're vulnerable to getting sucked into the pumping systems that have been set up to divert the water into the canals. They get crushed against the screens and so forth that have been put into place to maneuver debris and whatnot. And uh, all together, the whole system of canals presents a series of obstacles that is basically fatal to most fish. Larry Collins, we're on your boat, the Pava Grande. How long have you been fishing with it? I've been fishing about 11 years now. It's getting harder and harder to make a living. There's not the number of fish that there used to be, not the number of fishermen there used to be. I've seen 5,000 families put out of work in uh, California. When you talk to people in the Central Valley, they talk about cheap water. When you talk to people up on the Columbia River, they talk about cheap hydroelectric power. But to us, it's not cheap because every time you take water out of the streams and use it for hydroelectric power or to grow watermelons in the desert, you're putting families out of work on the coast. Back in San Francisco, Fred Curry represents the Public Utilities Board, the department responsible for much of California's agricultural and domestic water. He says economics is at the heart of the matter. The question is whether or not it is economically more beneficial to use that water to produce salmon or to use it for other uses. So in your estimation, do the fishermen lose to the farmers? Well, the fishermen are, have made some gains just recently as a result of negotiation with the farmers. The farmers have freed up considerably more water flows in the Sacramento Delta that should help improve the overall fish population in the coming years. On his boat, Larry Collins sees no signs of any improvement in fish stocks. He says the canal system has killed the young salmon, and with them, the future of his industry. Let me show you a picture here. This, uh, you can see the back deck of my boat, big pile of salmon on it. These are wild California king salmon. There's about 110 fish there. That would be a bad catch in the old days. For one day, it took me 
four days to catch that many fish. Now, when we're only getting two bucks a pound, it's pretty hard to make a living at it. There's a saying in California that water flows uphill where there's money. Isn't the real bottom line of all of this is that, that the fishermen don't have very much money and the farmers and the people in Los Angeles and so on, they really got all the money. That is part of the problem. The farmers are making quite a bit off of the water that they're using and the fishermen are not a big industry, partly as you pointed out, because of the problems with the fish runs in the last few years. We have seen some chinks in this wall. A new law that was passed two years ago is allowing the Central Valley Project farmers to sell their water allotment if the environmentalists or if the fishing industries do feel water is valuable enough to be worth the cost that the farmers are charging, they could perhaps set aside some additional water flows by buying it from the Central Valley farmers. As fishermen ponder the bizarre twists that mean they may need to buy back their own water in order to survive, Zeke Grader says that unless a sensible solution is found, California will not only lose jobs, but part of its culture. Obviously, if we're not successful, it'll just simply mean the death of most of the California's fishing industry. And that'd be a real tragedy to our coast, and, and not just simply the state's economy, but to its very culture, its very soul. Because salmon certainly have defined the soul of the U.S. West Coast from uh, Santa Barbara to uh, southeast Alaska.